This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus reward registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. Welcome to Forever Bristol City Podcast, and we are reviewing a result that none of us really expected based on the preceding two performances. We are reviewing a fantastic, that's no other word to describe it, performance at the London Stadium on Sunday, where it finished West Ham 1, Bristol City 1. We all saw the game. Uh, Joining me are Mark and uh, Ian. Ian had the pleasure of watching watching the... uh, uh, Corp Hospitality as a guest of some Hammers fans, so he can tell us all about that as a separate piece in there. But uh, I'll start with you first, Mark. What were your thoughts on the uh, on the final whistle? I mean, it was tr- it was tremendous. It was one of those unforgettable days if you're a Bristol City fan, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought it was it was outstanding for a number of reasons. Um, West Ham pricing the tickets at ten pounds. A full stadium, 62,500 is an absolute dream for our players to play in. And after a poor start, a bit bad, bad bit of defensive play and a quality ball uh, from Paqueta, they fell behind, but they didn't wilt. They matched West Ham's stride for stride with outstanding performances from Max O'Leary, Cam Pring, uh, Joe Williams again, and Tommy Conway in his finish went toe-to-toe with a top-six side in the Premier League and came away with a more-than-deserved result. What a great! It was a great game of football, end-to-end. West Ham lulled us into a, a real sense of security by picking a strong side. Um, we picked our strongest side too, but it was, I mean, it, it was a great advert for the FA Cup, which has got a really She's bad not. press in the last few years, because, I mean, there's a lot of Premier League teams who don't pay it the uh, proper respect it deserves. West Ham did, and that's why they got an excellent game and uh, a good result. And, uh, you know, we're back at Ashton Gate next Tuesday, uh, tomorrow week in a replay uh, before a full house. West Ham will have a few injuries and we've got a chance of getting through to the fourth round well we certainly have and as we're recording this we don't quite know who that will be against ball number uh, six we are i understand david ball number six and rovers are ball number seven or it's five and six but i've got a sneaky feeling it's going to read bristol city or west ham versus bristol rovers or norwich obviously it's we got we got bigger balls than them I, we don't anyway we don't ian you you watched it uh right on the halfway line rather than an end you were guests of um people who are West Ham regulars and they were very complimentary about us. So tell us about that and uh, your thoughts uh, as you walked, walked out of the ground, uh, head held high and chest feeling really positive on the day. Unusual for us, it has to be said. Yeah, I, I didn't have one negative conversation with a West Ham fan. In fact, I did have one conversation which was quite amusing at half time because I was talking about how well 
Jared Bowen was playing um, because at the start of the game, he was playing in the middle. And that's when he, he cut through our defence and caused that problem. Brilliant ball from Paqueta. What a player he is. And I was so glad to see him go off. I, I could have kissed somebody. Um, but and, and just to, to add, there was there was a couple of I had one conversation, a bit physical, you're a lot, aren't they? And I just I said, if you'd have seen us last week against Millwall, we looked like we couldn't kick our way out of a wet paper bag. So I said, and we've been our fans have been complaining probably for the last four years um, about a lack of physicality, particularly up front and in the final third, because Conway bumped into their centre half, uh, Marinopolis or something like that. He, yeah, he ran into him accidentally. He was just trying to stop him. Well, just trying to be a nuisance, really, stop him heading the ball. He wasn't going to jump him because that guy's about seven feet tall. So Tommy ran into him, whether he landed awkwardly or, or whatever. Um, but he had to go off. Um, Paqueta, it wasn't a tackle. I think he injured himself when he did that fancy, that brilliant backheel down the yeah. line. Um, yeah. It, it, and it, Moyes confirmed afterwards it was a reoccurrence of his old knee injury. Um, so uh, that was good. The other negative one was, and then so they switched Jared uh, Bowen wide. And put Umbamba on, who's a who's a local lad. Uh, he's out of contract in the summer, and I think he'd be worth City seeing if they could bring him in as an out of contract player because he's told West Ham he didn't want to sign a new one, according to the West Ham guys I was talking to. And they don't think he's good enough for the Premier League at the moment. I'd agree, but I think he caused a few problems in the Championship. Mm. Um, so. He went in the middle, Baron, uh, Bowen went out wide. Then you had uh, Bowen and the right back, is it Kufal, on that side. Yeah. And they were tearing Mimeti and bringing a new one. Uh, I didn't realise how quick Jared Bowen was. Uh, ball at feet. He's pretty blooming quick. And he was, it was, he was making cat earlier on when he was going down that right-hand side. He, he was making cam pring look slow and so we had a conversation about it. i said well according to rumors um you were looking at him they went what in what the left back i said how much we look i said the figures being quoted were around six or eight million they went i would give you a tenner for him he looks like he's been on the beer he can't get anywhere i said i think it's more how good bowen is rather than how poor he is but fair play to cam he kept battling gold of him. Mimeti did the best he could, but when you Anis is never going to be a great defender, right? And like I said in the previous podcast, if you're picking your wingers on the basis of how well you defend, I think you're barking up the yeah. wrong tree. Uh, Joe Jordan said the best thing about wingers I, I ever heard when he said, I don't expect wingers to tackle like fullbacks, but I do expect them to get in the way. And both of our two were getting in the way, yes, as best yeah. they could. Okay. Because going down that right hand side, and and the big Rick, I think David Moyes. Well, this made. is let me stop you there. Ian. Yes, this sorry. is what you put on Twitter last night. You yeah. were going to reveal on the podcast the mistake that David yeah. Moyes made. So we've I've been waiting all day to hear he, this. He put well, he he put Bowen back in the middle, mm. and it, it I mean it, it enabled Campering got a fantastic opportunity. Basically, because nobody moved out to that right-hand side was going to stop Campering going down the line. 
And if he'd have scored that goal, we'd have, I'm sure we'd have won oh, the game. Definitely, yeah. Um, yeah. But he, he didn't. Okay. And Max made some brilliant saves in the first half. So I suppose overall, well, the, the draw was a fair result. result. Having we, got, got, we got more than we would have expected to get from there. Mark, I mean, the, the, the team. And, and the, don't forget the money for the course, replay. which, what, quarter of a million quid with TV? Maybe is, half a million? Is it on? Has it been scheduled for TV now? We don't know or, yet. We don't, but it's a, I mean, no. there's a good possibility, isn't there? No. Let's face it with yeah. uh, the choices yeah i mean that that's that's the only thing if you look at buying your tickets i don't know where uh when the tv will announce the games possibly after tonight's draw oh, i would say saying. that would be great because then let's say for example is it going to be moved to the wednesday or i don't think it could be moved to the monday or the friday well it that can't be moved to the wednesday it can't on. be moved in because it's on the official website now that it is definitely tuesday and priority tickets uh no it isn't no it's not yeah. it's on the website saying that that is subject to television coverage Fair enough. all right well, so we're, we're up against i mean so the, it, the, the the alternatives are what luton against bolton blackpool against uh, nottingham forest um Crystal Palace, Everton. I mean, it, it looks more attractive. Wigan, Wigan, Man United. Could be. Yeah, I think. I mean, there's a there's a greater opportunity for an upset, isn't there? In theory, because obviously we're a yeah. Championship side. I I think I think it's a likely game for yeah. television. Yeah. It doesn't worry me if it's on a Tuesday no. or a Wednesday, but it could worry some people. Now, there's not going to be a lot of tickets. We might as well talk about the tickets now, aren't we? There's not going to be a lot of tickets available um, to members even because there's 15,000 season ticket holders and we're giving West Ham 3414 mm. so they got the whole atio uh, well yeah. the whole it's much so, yeah the limit they got the full allocation haven't they that they're allowed although they it's four yeah, no, it's four isn't it so, it's four so it's segregated so they lose six don't they 600 it is i think the full the it's 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 a the capacity is about four though isn't it for uh, the atio? well it's mark it's as many as they could have i mean don't no no no, no, no i just said that they that's what they do it, it's days. about no, no, 18 four, is, one, guys, four. the bottom My... line is guys is going to be if you take out comps and all the freebies and what have you there's going to be about seven thousand tickets seven thousand floating yeah. around which if you think about it then then first next all of the priority groups season ticket holders then it'd be away fans and then you know yeah you're right they're going to be a little bit like hence teeth getting well, it, all the tickets. well they've announced the priorities there's there's two windows the the first one is season ticket holders and half season yeah. ticket holders so there's apparently according to john lansdown there's fifteen thousand of those so then you've got three four one four for West Ham. So that's eighteen four one four. Take that away from I think just under twenty six thousand yeah. is our segregated capacity. Yeah. You come out with about yeah. seven and a half thousand. So take five or six hundred yeah. off that for corporate hospitality and one thing 7, or another, 000. and that's going to leave you with seven thousand. But there's a second priority window, and that's for members. Now I don't know how many members we've got. But I would imagine there's at least five or six thousand. Well, it's members. not our problem because we all got our tickets because we're we're season ticket holders, so not our problem. But well, you you get your ticket if you if you go online and buy it tomorrow. Yeah. But it is it's up to it's from ten tomorrow to ten the next morning, and then your your seats released. Yeah. But then is that so, not dependent on 
when the actual game is scheduled? Because does the window roll forward 24 hours? Would they extend it? Maybe not. For some people, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. Dave, say, no, it's a, probably you, less than 100 people, but they, so they won't bother for that. But some people might say, oh, I work on a Wednesday, so I couldn't go if it was anyway. Anyway, being said, I'm really excited by it. Well, you you got. You've got 24 hours to, exactly. to buy your exactly. tickets. That's, that's basically it. He reckons it will be televised. And as Steve has said, it's Tuesday. Yeah. And Tomo said, no, it's not being confirmed yet, which stacks up with what Ian said. Mark, um, let's look at the starting lineup. Only eight subs. And as somebody put, I think, on one of the forums, no room for sentiment there. Maybe it could have been nice to give one of the youngsters just a seat on the bench. You know, why not fill it? But the side picks itself and it was a midfield I'll call it a holding midfield duo of uh, Taylor Gardner Hickman and uh, the resurgent Joe Williams who uh, Tomo says on the text feed here if he stays injury free and can perform like he did for 70% of the remaining games which is acknowledging what Ian says that he can't get three games in eight days but was that a good starting midfield and a Predictable starting lineup overall, Mark, and particularly up front as well. He didn't; he's not changed it, has he? Yeah, I mean it's predictable that we got a small squad, and that that's probably our our strongest lineup um, bar, um, you know, Mimetti for for, for Vyman, but that that's probably the, the strong the strongest lineup. That's the only the only swap that you could make. Um, I thought, you know, bar the, uh, the 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 first four minutes. Then we got our passing range together, and and Williams got the ball behind the defence for for Sam Bell, created a good created a good opportunity. Just need a little bit more power on his finish, but it showed what Liam Manning said about being braver on the ball, and it was about one touch passing. That's a, that's the thing. Higher up you go, and they've got to use this intensity at games, at championship level. Play the ball forward quicker, but players have got to move quicker into space. When you, I mean, we'll get onto the goal, but generally, if you can play a wall pass, that will that might you know play the ball backwards to go forwards. If you if that breaks the concentration of the defender and the guy's moving into that space, it's just clever and it's simple. And when it's executed well, like we'll get onto, it's done devastatingly. But but that's the frustrating thing. It's such, thing, a, it's though, such Mark, a simple it? thing. Yeah, that, that, yeah, it's frustrating when, and it's so easy because it doesn't necessarily translate the league form to uh to sorry the cut form to league form yesterday got 60 62 and a half thousand fans the, the the younger players are on a wave of emotion and they're excited by it and you know their adrenaline's pumping they go up a level that may help them you know compare that with Preston on on a, it's going to be like minus 2 probably in Lancashire on Saturday before maybe 15,000 and you've got to try and replicate that but that's what they've got to try and do pass the ball quicker you know between the lines sometimes rather than pass it side to side it's a risk and reward if you get these things wrong we don't care as long as you've got a chance at the end of it if you blaze right. the ball over you might score take that chance we didn't do it against Millwall the players looked scared so what they you know? That, they, that's they, down, that's down yeah, to they should keep playing. The, you know that that the, the move for that goal and some of the others over and over again because psychologically right. it's breaking that barrier. That's what they can do. Yeah. Okay. And um, talking about the goal, let's talk about their goal. You, 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 Ian. I mean, I, I, the first four minutes, I thought. Well, before they even scored, I thought, my God, they're knocking it around. We did look like you know, little League One team coming up against a team that was going to stroke it all around. As you said, Paqueta did that a little reverse, or 
back heel or whatever it was down the line that took uh, an otherwise moderately effective George Tanner uh, out on that occasion. But uh, the pass that put uh, Bowen into the clear, it was exquisite. Although I've read in some quarters that some people were a little bit disappointed with Max O'Leary and how he dealt with the ball. Tom, who works with me, who plays football for a decent standard, he said he... He could have. He didn't make himself big. How did you see the goal, Ian? I don't know. You're on the halfway line, so you know what? How, how did you take it? So first of all, it was a brilliant pass from Paqueta and a brilliant run from Bowen, and it's the sort of thing that doesn't happen to you in the championship. Those runs. Now, those two players alone, if they left West Ham, would probably leave for circa two hundred million. So okay. So let's say that. Then you talk about George Tanner being, in your words, moderately effective against Paqueta. I'd be absolutely proud if I'd have been moderately effective against Paqueta because Man, Man City tried to sign him for 85 million yeah. quid in the summer. What a player What a player that is. And, and without demeaning what we did, if he'd have stayed fit and stayed on the field for at least 65 minutes, they might have been got a couple of goals and then the game might have been out of sight how i what max did the ball came in from paqueta there were three defenders there in a line straight line bowen dropped deep and he was doing that all game it, it, it drops into pockets that's what you can get the ball get unmarked and get turned around and that's what a lot of our strikers particularly don't mm -hmm. do because <laughs> they're not as good as he is very few people are so he he drops into the pocket but then he's always looking forward because paqueta is such a top class player and that's not that value but the type of player we're looking for someone who can play that pass so at our level of brian mm. tinian right who can see the run play the pass so assuming you've got somebody to make the run they see he saw the pass put it in it was inch perfect the weight was perfect and he came out and Max is in a quandary then. If he kept going on the trajectory he was going or went to ground, I think he'd have just wiped yeah. uh, Bowen out. And it, it would have been a penalty and a potential sending off. That That's how I saw it. And I've watched it on Match of the Day and slowed down and all the rest of it. And I just think you have to say it's a really good goal and Bowen took his chance brilliantly. Yeah. All right. Let me um, let Mark have a view. So, so then you you look at the the saves that well, we can only talk about those separately in the saves because they're individual yeah, ones right. worthy of of note. But Mark, your your take on oh, the goal and Ian's okay. just said you know he's you know he he could could have got sent off if he'd have taken the man. Somebody Benis said on the text feed here looked like Dickie hadn't switched on because they were caught in a line our defenders and Bowen ran between them but uh, mm. it was the perfect start for West Ham and thoroughly deserved based on the the dominant display they showed in the three minutes leading up to it because we really hadn't had a kick up till that point have we no I, I don't no. think they were in exactly a straight line but the problem was they they weren't switched on so if they were a yard further forward they might have caught him offside because that's the sort of ball that they play in the Premier League. So City mm. were caught out. Max O'Leary did make himself big because at the end, at the end, he stood up 
uh, Bowen had to go round him and he ended up kicking it through Cam Pring's legs. So he gave the players the chance yeah. to get back on the line and, and it still went through Pring's legs. It was a very good finish from Bowen. Mm. So Bowen did well. The pass was great because he's actually out on the left wing. He's actually out on the byline putting this ball in. He's not in the middle of the pitch. Brilliantly executed, like a, you know, like a tee to green shot near the mm. hole. It was that good. But the, if you know, you could, it's a brilliant run from Bowen, but you could slightly fault the defenders because if you play in a straight line, they should be either a yard forward to catch him offside yeah. or they should sit back deeper to make it harder for him to run into that space. Mm-hmm. And then he, his thought process is different. But no, there was nothing wrong with the, with O'Leary's challenge. If he'd have slid in, he would he could have missed the tackle and he'd been sent off. But he slowed him down. But it was it was such a good finish that he put it through Pring's re- legs. Pring's falling backwards to try and block the ball. And it goes between his legs right in the corner. And uh, Bowen is, is probably, I'd say, he's... Um, but with, he's a, he reminds me of Keegan. He's not particularly graceful, but he's a lot of effort and running. He's got, you know, like 150% every single game. And he sh- I think he's got a, a spot in the uh, in the Euros next year if he keeps on you playing reckon, at that you level. You reckon he's, he does oh, do? I do. He, yeah, he they does should do take well. him. How much did they no, pay for him? How much did they pay for him? I don't Hull? know. It was only a few million. I think they paid about... 16 million from home. Yeah. And where did he did he did he have a career of note before? A, he, no, he was home? with AFC Hereford before that. They picked him up right. on AFC Hereford. We were Hereford, yeah. We we had a look at him when he was at Hereford and we thought he was a bit slow. Well shows what good coaching. That's shows true. what good coaching. But it's one it's one it's one scout's it's one I mean, scout's assessment, isn't it? That's the trouble. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, you look at players when they're younger and you don't think that they're necessarily going to develop into look at the number of players that have left big clubs and all of a sudden they turn up somewhere else and they're a world beater because they've gone away they put on like a stone half a muscle uh, Ivan Tony classic yeah. example you know oh he's a bit small to play up front oh, he couldn't right, get okay. in Lee Johnson started him now, Barnsley, Ivan Tony couldn't Ashley he? Fletcher, no, Ashley yeah. Fletcher was in front of him as a starter when they got promoted because uh, he left, didn't he? Midway through the t- 2015 16, he had uh, Josh Brownhill, Ivan Tony, Ashley Fletcher, um, another guy from Southampton. And it, yeah, Tony, Tony was on the bench. Tony went from Northampton, didn't he, to Newcastle, didn't make it there. Um, was it Scumfort United on loan when we were in the uh, when we won the when we won League One? He he went round a load of clubs before Peterborough bought him and moulded him in, into the player that he's become. Into the player he is that he said yeah. apparently he said I owe Brentford a lot, and as somebody said, but he didn't say, and I'm going to stay with them through thick and thin if Arsenal come in for their offer. Right, let's talk about the saves. I'll speak to you on these first. And there was three in the first half and one in the second, and three in the first half. Correct me if I'm wrong here, was the absolute stunner where he must have had concrete hands to not let the ball just flip through. There was another one that he turned around the post yeah. and then didn't he have to save one from Cam? I mean, they were three saves, yeah. as uh, as Annie has said on here, Annie Harris. And uh, you do a lot of posting on the Twitter, Annie. So it uh, be interesting to have you on the podcast sometimes. Annie said Max more than made up for it afterwards, which he did with those three. Best of those was the run with a strong hand, wasn't it? Yeah, because he was going one way and his hand went From the other. From yeah. Mark, Ian, sorry. Ian. Yeah. Well, you've just described him, Dave, really. But, yeah, it, it was 
it was a great save with with a strong hand when his body was going the other way i mean most times a keeper would get onto it and it bounce off his hand and go down into the net or up into the net but he got a really strong hand to that max fair play to him um because he had no right to save that the second one from war prouse was a, was a shot after some good play on the uh, right flank again and it, it was arrowing into the bottom uh max's bottom mm. right hand corner and he once again he got a strong hand to push it out to the side he didn't hit it out in front of the goal he hit it out to the side uh the one from cam cam came from a, a cross and cam's got a guy got bowen i think coming in behind no, him bowen diverted so it across to him and i think it was suchek was yeah. coming in at far post sorry there was a player coming in coming in behind him and he's he's got a toe on it unfortunately that toe was sent sending it towards the goal but max stopped it and and i'll call it shoveled it um around yeah. the post and out of danger so we we could easily have, have gone into half time yeah. three nil down and that was without even paquetta being and what I, paquetta being on yeah because he'd gone for the one the one where he got a strong yeah hand i mean to a west ham fan sorry go on you go on first sorry yeah. Mark, yeah go on you're gonna say oh, so, uh, uh, mark you were gonna say to ian talk to going ian. back to what ian said when bowen was at his most dangerous he took he took cam pring down the outside but you know note for our players you know crossing a ball you don't just have to hit it across the six yard box he played it backwards towards four nows taking out our defenders and four nows is hitting across the ball that was why it was such a good save from max because his his weight's going the other way and he sticks his hand out but it's well, such he a it. hand. He, he really leathered that yeah he really leathered it, it. But, it but bowen was i mean that's a bowen that that pass is excellent because you know we're expecting him to hit it across a six yard box and he passes it back but you must have and city need to take note of this because we we don't do this often enough you've got a midfield player coming onto the penalty area all the momentum coming onto the ball to strike the ball cleanly and nine times out of ten you'll score well luckily jason that wasn't knight, one of them. jason knight did one of those within the last six weeks if i recall correctly I think, yeah he did it against and, norwich and equally, that, arsenal didn't game, that arsenal game yesterday looking at the highlights of uh of that was it odegaard he had a similar ball played back to him and he absolutely leathered it and it came off the bar okay so half time we go in one nil down you're always in the game like that um <clears> i think the only chance we'd had in the first half was a half decent shot from uh sam sam bell and a dicky header from a corner and a dicky perfectly positioned for that anywhere else yeah. and it would have gone in um ian the you know take take us take us through tommy's goal because it came from the high press really and errors i've seen a west ham comment on it just somebody a webcam type thing saying look at that look at that they're pressing us all oh, look they forced us into an error but you know you still have to tuck it away and tommy did exceptionally well but the pass somebody said the pass joe miss it it and tommy's first touch was impeccable but how did you see it from your vantage point the, the ball was won because uh i think it was sam bell uh pressed um, romero the west Ham Emerson, player. Sorry. Um, he just hooked the ball away with his with his right foot up in the air. We came in and won it, and it went to Jason Knight. Jason Knight, lovely little layoff back to Joe Williams. Joe's hit the ball with with good spin on it in good pace, um, but he's hit it low and he's hit it quick. 
Tommy's on the half turn. He's picked it up. Good first touch. And he's away. And once Tommy gets away, defenders shouldn't be able to catch him because uh, he's he's not looked at times. He's not looked as quick as he was last season. But I think a lot of that is to do with the service he gets, which is, is I'll say, seven times out of ten is crummy. So he's gone off. And then Fabianski made it a bit easier for him by staying, I wouldn't say on his line, but he was certainly not outside his six-yard box. He certainly had no intention of coming out to Tommy's feet. And Tommy struck it well, and it's gone in the bottom right-hand corner. And then we had both scenes and limbs uh, in the away. Yeah, limbs. I was totally impressed. Going to the corporate sector, uh, Ian, or were you worried about being you, uh, did you prawn, by... Did your prawn sandwich go everywhere, Ian? Was it, you know, all that? And, uh, no, Ian was more Jam worried about and... being uh, attacked by uh, veteran members of the ICF or whatever the... Uh, I, I, I can't, I can't see much upset in Ian. I think he'd be very calm and under fire. I was... <laughs> I was I was there, mate. I was celebrating. I had um, two city fans um, sat beside me. Uh, no, behind me. I had my daughter and son-in-law to the left. And Kelly's a city fan. Tom's. I don't, I don't know if he's into football or whatever. He doesn't really understand it. So he, a lot of the day he was spending it like this, <laughs> Look, looking around and asking me questions. So that was all right. And I, there was two guys I was, I was chatting to next to me. Big lads, and um, they went. You deserve that because uh, I did. You, you know, when you're in a situation like that, you don't act like, act like a dipstick and start jumping around and, and waving your arms and all the rest of it. But I stood up and giving it, giving it that. So every everybody knew I was there, and um, everybody was having a, having a laugh about it because they said to me during the game after we had a conversation and. Um, they said, what do, you, what do you think? I said, well, I think it's about who gets the next goal. And I said, if we can keep you out for 20 minutes, the longer it's 1-0, we've got, we've got a puncher's chance. Um, and, and that's probably how it happened. Um, and uh, th they said, you could go on and win this now because it's not happening well, for us. We're just not no, doing it. And... and, uh, uh, and um, and we could have done. We had the chances, but we we just weren't quite clinical enough. Mark, um, your your thoughts on the goal? I mean, great for Tommy's confidence. I mean, I think he's and Ian said, "Oh, you don't know, you don't know the individuals." I think Tommy got on really well with uh, Alex Scott. He's being asked to do a job that he's not cut out for, which is to lead the line as a one. Yeah. His confidence, he, he was injured, he's come back. He's now got, what was it, five goals in eight games, I think, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, a few, a few he, penalties. He, but I mean, he, yeah. he must have loved, if he was going to score a goal somewhere, he'd sooner it have been against West Ham in front of a national TV audience and up at Birmingham or up at Preston. So do you think that might, although with his goal-scoring record, it's not bad of late, but do you think that well, we're, we're going to well, see well, the best of Tommy over the next uh, Remaining oh, I think so. I th oh, I think so. When there's a chance of getting in the Euro squad in Germany next season, and, you know, you've got you're up against like a Lyndon Dykes. I think you know. I think I think he's got a good he's got a good chance. But what he was helped by in the second half, and Ian would probably agree. I think Jason Knight was playing a little bit deeper in the pocket, so he was able to give us more chances. His link up play, Jason was was great. 
much better in the second half. Didn't see much of him in the first half. But with that goal, it's two bits of pressing because um, uh, uh, Emerson balloons the ball up, as Ian said. But Dickey comes up to the halfway line and cushions the ball down. I mean, what Jason Knight was doing with that back flick, I thought it was like a wall pass. He flicks it. He flicks it back to Joe Williams. And there's a, a tweet with a, from the reverse angle. It's a it's great. So you can see it all, you know, from behind. Um, yeah, obviously, that's what reverse means. Yeah, stating the bleeding obvious again, Sybil. Um, uh, but Williams pass, but he hits it first time. First one, you know, one touch pass from pass from uh, uh, from Knight. The, the pass from Williams and he's hitting across his body. So he's got to control the ball and direct, you know, and direct it at the same time. But Conway's on the move. But yeah. the, the but ordinarily the pass would be too powerful for him. It could go past him. So his touch to take yeah. it in stride. Yeah. Then he's gone past Zuma. Obviously, you know, he's past Zuma, bearing down on goal. Fabianski does make it a little bit easier for him because I mean, if he'd have Fabianski been watching Tommy, he would know that yeah. if you know if you if you have to give him a decision to make going round, and for any player, it's much harder. But I remember Alan Shearer when he was one on one, he always used to do the same thing. Even if a keeper came out on his line, he yeah. always hit the ball high into the corners. That well, was his first instinct was to strike the ball early. You had that yeah, comment on. there, Mark Anish on the text feed here has yeah. said. Uh, that uh, Tommy was speaking on the uh, official club po podcast, aka Three Peeps, that he's getting used to playing as a one and is enjoying this Manning system. And Hogg has obviously been teaching him more in one-on-one uh, -on -one situations. Obviously, we don't have that access uh, to all areas, but uh, we are where we I are. I love it. I mean, Matt Withers is going to be out. He's going to be complaining to us. I love that. I love the way you just give a shit. In. I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> Ian, you said we had chances in the second half oh, and didn't convert them. I mean, was that a, would, would, would Cam have been disappointed that he sent that one wide of the post? Because that was that seemed quite a clear cut chance for me there. Yeah, I, I think so because he, he struck it quite well. Um, you know, it wasn't like he sliced it and it went right up in the air 30 yards wider, it, it went off the side of his foot. He, he struck it well, but it was just wide of the target. And I think if, if he'd have hit it, because Cam can strike a ball. Um, he hit it quite well, um, but I mean, it just went wide. But I, I don't think we were Fabianski overly hard. I can't remember him making an outstanding save in the whole in the whole game. Um, but Max made another one in the second half where there was a, a knockdown from a corner and a bit of a kerfuffle. And the lad they brought on uh, to replace Paquetta, who was, who was playing centre forward when he came on. Uh, Mbamba, Mbamba, or, or something yeah. like that. Mbamba, he he struck it, and Max saved it. I mean, it was struck reasonably well, and and point uh, point blank range. So um, another good another I mean, I good think, save. I think, and, and I think a good, another... those things you've got to save those things by. It's already saying well, it is legs. Great, they're part of your body, and if they keep the ball out the net, fair play. Jay, Jay, Jay Gibbon used about it on uh, on match of the day because he had to adjust his feet. He said it looks easy, but he has to get yeah. his, get his feet right. And he well, how many how many times do you see the ball go through a defender's yeah. legs or the goalkeeper's legs for a goal? 
How many times? No, Dozens, I mean, we, hundreds. And we look. Yeah, because Ing, Ings had the rebound, David, but I think he would have covered it anyway. Because Ings didn't get it on target. I mean, I think the West Ham yeah. fans don't. They don't. They don't think much of Danny Ings. He shanked it wide, but I think. Uh, Max was down, would have been down to 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 to, to save it anyway, but yeah. his instinct, his reflex saves yesterday were great. I mean, James Ward-Prowse, that shot. I mean, he could have come to collect the ball because the defenders looking at him. The ball span mm. up in the air, I think, from a rebound, and he didn't come come to get it. And then Ward-Prowse just hits the ball early. But like Ian said, he's down so quickly, but he, he's got such strong hands. There's no chance of a follow-up. Yeah. That's a that's a sign of a good goalkeeper. Yeah. Well, I think he's banished all requirements to maybe have a goalkeeper as top of our shopping list. We'll talk about transfers in a minute. Ian, you, you'd like to be good on the statistics. And it's a measure of how far we've come. And I think this is reflected in the how strong we were in the second half. But to, to come up against, and we're not a possession-based side, or we weren't under Nigel, but to get 43% possession, 11 shots, five on target, um, in the game, that's pretty damn good, really, isn't it? You know, and that, that, I mean, West Ham had 17 shots, four on target, so they had more, but double figures away from home, you know, we wouldn't have dreamed of that, well, even two weeks ago. <laughs> I think it, it, it shows one of the, uh, when I was talking before the game, one of the guys said, What do you reckon you'll do then? You're, you'll park the bus. And I said, No, not with this coach. We, we won't because that's not what he wants to do and it's not how he wants to play. So it wouldn't matter who we were playing. We try and give him a game of football. Right. Um, and after about four minutes when the goal went in, I thought, oh, dear me, here we go. But in fairness, we kept playing the same way. And they started to get a bit frustrated. Now, they had far better chances in the first half. Let's not gloss over it. But um, I thought they were... Um, they began to this this phrase we demoralized them with our football. Um, I think they were surprised at how we played and how well we played that style. Now we didn't get it all right but by a country mile, but it was um I think it was really um a, a quality performance in the second half, and we just the game wore on and you start thinking, well, are we gonna get an equalizer? Are we gonna but we and when we got the equalizer and we got more confident, you could see the belief spread yeah. through the team. If it wasn't there to start with, and it certainly a lot was, but let's say the belief went up from 80% to 100%. And you thought, yeah, uh, we can really we we can do this. And the West Ham fans around me were saying, You're gonna win this. Yeah, and I we can I see thought, it coming. I mean, we can look, play. I I my approach to the game was very on a hide into nothing here and very, feeling very downhearted after the performances against Birmingham and Millwall. And it just came as a surprise and it shows what, what can be done. And, you know, it's all about belief and behaviours, to use uh, Liam's phrases and, uh, and, and and what have you. Yeah, behaviours, right? Yeah, looking at the ground while I'm saying it. Right. Um, Mark, Mark <laughs> right. VAR. Yes, it was. It wasn't our first game with VAR because um, somebody asked me on the fans forum because we were we got the we got the bad end of that against Sheffield United in 2021 when uh, 
Alfie Mawson was sent off for handball yes, on the line. Oh, I, I remember that. that. Yeah. So yeah. I think that was probably the. I didn't. I didn't realise we had. I didn't realise we had VAR. Yeah, for that it's thing. a stupid thing. I mean, it, I I can't understand if it's either you know they should it should be one for all. But if you're playing a Premier League team, of course VAR is there. You'll you 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 VAR. I think if, if the only things they would have looked at, and they didn't mention this on on the uh, on the commentary, was was a couple you know the chat the aerial challenges when uh, Mavropanos went down, and I think Suchek um, felt um, Campring's uh, challenge as well, didn't he early on? Um, and I'm, that was right in front of me. There was no, absolutely no, nothing exactly. wrong with it. No, I mean, and he was okay about it. They yeah. they weren't complaining. I they got problems in the uh, for the replay, David, because Jared Bowen looks like he's rolled his ankle. Mikel Antonio, he's um, aggravated an injury in in uh, in warm weather training. Um, they got Kudus out for a while. Another guy on African Cup duty. So. They'll have a few players out for the replay. Well, and the other easy. thing, this is I didn't realise, is there no Premier League games this week? Have they got like? I don't think so. Yeah, they're break. on a they're on a they're on a break, aren't they? That's correct. Yeah. So they're not. They would have got a look. Yeah, they got they, a they're, they're off for, yeah, for the replay. They've got they're off for warm warm weather training. Yeah, they've got a two week break at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, but they won't have a two-week break now, no, will they? Because the, no, the replay is next week. It's disrupted them. Ian, what did you think of the referee yeah. yesterday? I thought he was quite even-handed. I didn't see any Premier League team bias. No, no not at all. But, yeah, they all try and let the game run, which is, I prefer they do that. And so, what you're going to find, like all things in life, some people are better at it than others. Um, but they, they, the Premier League referee should be the creme de la yeah. creme. And they've got all the, the toys and gizmos to help them out. Right. They've got the goal line technology we've got in the EFL, and they've got VAR as well. Now, I don't think we've got the technology at Ashton Gate yet to have VAR. So my opinion on VAR and the FA Cup is you, you either have it at every game or none of them. And I mean from the third round onwards. I'm not talking about when, you know, Chudley United played the dog in duck in in the like the fourteenth round. I I I'm you know I'm, I'm talking about what, as soon as you get to the the third round and the Premier League clubs and EFL uh, the Championship clubs come in, then you either have entirely VAR uh, or you say no, we're not having it right the way through the competition and and then people can because we were always told. Well, VAR is going to sort out all these things, and we won't have all these conversations about referees. And it seems that that's yeah, we're all it's because you know why they, that is, yeah. don't you? Sorry, go, go on. on. All right, it's because no, it's because VAR. Well, this is obvious. There, there. It's another layer of refereeing. We thought, didn't we? Technology would be instant. We thought we get instant decisions. I think the main problem is the referees are having some responsibility taken over for, uh, away from them. It's almost like. This is just my analogy. You get a, a judge directing the jury in a case. You know, if you've got a, if you've got a jury, let them think for themselves. If they're going to be directed, they're obviously going to. Ch they well, might change like their mind. It's like You're old. You're younger than us, Mark. Uh, not by not much, by that much. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> but Ian and I, you know, you, you, when computerization came in, you know, mm. you just replaced one lot of manual tasks with a different set of other things to complicate it but there we go well you've only got um, to look i mean to, to about, you know, didn't talk like about, horizon, didn't talk, there you go we didn't talk about tommy putting the ball in the back of the net because that was a very late linesman flag that seems to go on for an age before well, they, we they got it. this thing haven't they there's there's a reason for it i think 
we argue it, we can argue it because of course some decisions are marginal you stick the ball in the back of the net and then you make they make up their mind because they're nine times out of ten it's offside but if it's that one time where he's you know he's just slightly behind the offside line and you put it in the back of the net then it's a goal but this one I mean it's because it I mean it was like six yards offside but that's the instructions those yeah. are the rules so we just um, got to live with it yeah um Matt Moore has said on here, Zach looks like he was born to play Manning ball. I mean, Ian, our, our central defenders, I mean, as a back four, and you know, I know you're a staunch supporter of Tanner and he didn't look out of place yesterday either, but, you know, we were up against a side that's in the top six, probably their real positions, probably about eighth <clears> or something like that, but they're there now. Top six in the top league in, in Europe. And we didn't look, we didn't look out of place at all, really, did we? None of those. Uh, I know Paqueta going off made a difference, but we looked solid. Once once we got up to up to the speed of the game, and it took us about yeah. 10 minutes, I think. Um, it, the game was happening around our lads to start with, and, and that concerned me. But we kept believing, kept doing it, kept passing the ball. Um, and that's the way we're going to play. And anybody that says, well, I don't like it, we all lump it and we all go Thank through you it. Right. You're going to be you're going to be ever so disappointed under this bloke uh, because that's not the, what we're going to do. And he will bring in players that can play in that style, including if he brings in a forward. And we are we are looking for certainly an attacking midfield player. And we we've we've got bids out there. Um. And we're looking at, at players that, that can play. So we're not going to go out and get Ed on a stick. It would be a striker that can play in that way. So a guy that can, can get in behind, make the clever runs. Tommy makes really good runs. He's been really well coached through the academy. And he makes really clever runs. At the moment, we haven't got the guy to give him the ball at the club. We just haven't got one. Jason Knight's not that guy. Uh, Joe Williams isn't normally. Um, so who else is there? I suppose you'd say Cal Naismith is a good pass of the ball from Never midfield, Never but he's, he's rarely available. So, um, but no, I, I think if we if we make signings, and I think we'll only make two in, unless someone goes out. Um, and, and people have been speculating about people going out and all the rest of it. Um, do you think, let me ask you this question, but, Ian. Do you think, let's say Tommy yeah. gets a, let's say we get a draw at Preston. We'll talk briefly about Preston before we wrap up, very briefly. But let's say Tommy scores against Preston, gets a worldie mm. against West Ham that proves to be the winner. Yeah, because we all remember mm. when, uh, what was it? Um, who was the winger that we had? Dave Cottrell. We played at Wigan when that was a game when Kerry got sent off for uh, Fisher. Bradley or was it it was um, was Northampton was it Northampton Northampton Northampton. went went for two and a half million quid I think wasn't Mm. it yeah nothing in particular do you and and Tommy you when you were saying there about Euro 24 I forgot two things a Scotland were in it and b that Tommy was Scotland (laughs) Well, <laughs> well, you're doing that old joke about, about Scotland are preparing for the next World Cup. The yeah. manager's bought a 48-inch TV, which is the old yeah, joke, that's wasn't right. it? But, but, but Ian, do you think somebody <laughs> might, and there's a thread on OTIB as well, saying, should we cash in on Tommy? Who's out of contract 
next summer, summer 25. Do you think somebody might make a cheeky bid for Tommy? You, you, yeah, is the answer. I mean, it, because the word you said is might. Uh, there's a big difference between might and will, and, it, and, and it's like the dominoes falling in it all over again. Somebody thinks, well, I, I quite fancy him, so I'll try and sign him, which frees up a lot of money for us to go and get a couple of players that we were interested in buying in the summer, but we can't bring in in January because of FFP. Honestly, I, if, if someone goes out, I don't think it'll be one of our um, bright young prospects, if you want to call it that. I, I, I would say it would be more likely be a squad player that hasn't had a lot of playing time. Um but, uh, you know, uh, but then again, it, it depends. It all depends on injuries yeah. once again. So we know that Ross McCrory would be back for Preston. Well, that's this um, week, Ian, isn't it? A, that's a, what you're saying. Yeah. So Ross Ross is back. We'll have, uh, if, if they're not available for this game, we should have Sykes and Roberts back for Watford and possibly Rob Atkinson. So certainly by the end of January. Now, Cal Naismith is, is going to be early Feb. And then that's touch wood. That's your injuries cleared up. Touch wood. Yeah. Um, so, well, but we've still got a small squad. It'll be less small by two players because I, I think um, the recruitment team under Brian Tinian are, are looking in the right markets. Um because they're looking at players we can afford. So they they are looking abroad. We we have got a network and they are looking at it bringing um the right the right people in, but they'll they will be of the profile that but, we're talking but, but about. So it's players, we're not going to go in those players, Ian, correct me if I'm wrong. Um yeah. Finn Azaz, he elected to go to Middlesbrough, and I've only been to Middlesbrough twice. Yeah. I'm talking about not to the, well, I've been to, I haven't been to the uh, Riverside, went to the old Ayrson Park. Uh, what oh, yeah. a hellhole Middlesbrough is, but he elected to go there under, um, uh, what's Michael guy's? Carrick. Michael Carrick. Michael and then Carrick. hasn't some other player gone to Stoke under Schumacher? Luke Cundall. Yeah, going, going back to Middlesbrough. So Cundall's gone might, to Stoke, we, so that's we, two players yeah. that are. Well, we were we were never just to say that we were never in for right. Cundall. It's just speculation. All right, but so Plymouth, he played thirteen games for Plymouth. Eleven of them were as a sub. He couldn't get in Plymouth. Okay, State. so that's not a big with thing um, with us as what might have moved the path. Of course, is that um, I think it was Aaron Ramsey and Cameron Archer. Of course, were both on loan from Villa to Middlesbrough last season. I think Ramsey went to Burnley. Yeah, and of course, Cameron Archer's gone to Sheffield United. That would have helped. And if you're looking at it, you know, as a layman, Middlesbrough look like a more—they're not a parachute team, but you know, they—they they look more of a, a bet. They look a better proposition, don't they, than than Bristol City in terms of their squad strength and and yeah. ability to get in the playoffs. So, and they—they—I think it was two and a half million they paid for him. I don't know if we'd have, we'd have paid that much, but we were in there and they beat us to it. So, just got to move on. It was all. It, I, I can I can tell you that it was it was all everything was agreed, fee wages all that. The lad just wanted to go to Middlesbrough. Mm. Um, I suppose based on as you say, what you were saying is Cameron Archer told him it was great there, and everybody said it's Obviously, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And Carrick's another one of these bright young 
English country. Who's got a playing record and with Man football. United, so maybe it was the draw of yeah, the manager. That makes well, no difference. No, he's, done, it's, he's done well. I, I think, well, if you look at the way the, the football market's going now, nobody wants a manager anymore. They want a head coach. Millwall have done it. Uh, Plymouth have just done it mm. to replace. Stoke have done it by re, by getting Schumacher from Plymouth. So the days of, of the, uh, with respect, the... Uh, uh, who was the, uh, Gary Rowett and Nigel Pearson, if you will, Neil Warnock. Those are, are disappearing quite quick. Um, and th they're all going. Millwall have done it with Joe Edwards. Um, Plymouth have brought in the guy that was, uh, I can't remember his name, but he's coach of the England yeah. under 20s. Yeah, I've never heard of him before. So, so this, is, this is the, the profile. Not sorry? Parsley then. No. Oh, no, no. Um, but this is the this is the profile of the guys that they're looking for, and, and Birmingham. I don't think Birmingham appointed yet, but Carsley's in the frame there because he's a former Birmingham player. Birmingham have got Mowbray. That was announced today. Well, they they've gone the opposite way then, and and that's quite strange because I I had to smile when they said they sat Rooney and said, "Well, we've decided to um, go in a new direction." The bloke had been there. For about 12 yeah, weeks 15 games and then now they decided to go in a new direction after 12 weeks after they give him a, a three and a half year contract yeah. that i mean that just staggers no. me I mean, you know ben, ben they made, made a mistake made a point on here on the text feed he said i don't know why manning tell everyone that as is as as didn't want to come here degrading ourselves by sharing that info just don't say anything about it and move on he's got a point there really hasn't he you know you just say no, no. not at all no there's look look one minute we're saying we want communication and we want transparency and openness and when we get it we say oh we don't want that mm. what the chances are you don't somebody else on here has said i think it was benny said you know we we've doing all this work and it's gone eight days and we haven't brought anybody in yeah but you can do a lot of work and then when you start making bids people say i want to stay in the north People say, I want to stay where I am, like the lad we tried to sign from Bolton in the yeah, summer. Thompson. Uh, now yeah, I want to, I, th I think my my future lies here at the moment. Um, and that isn't disrespectful. That can be viewed as either loyal or um, you, you look at Borough. Borough have been in the Premier League. Borough have got a lot better recent history than we have. And for all you know, I mean, Azaz is from London, uh, or he's born in London, but he's been at Villa since he was about eight. Yeah. So, for all you know, his missus might, missus might come from Newcastle yeah. or something no, we like don't that. Know, so, look, we don't know, you know, there's lots of reasons. That. We don't know any. Yeah, of that. and the other thing you've got, of course, he's got huh. agents, um, you know, uh, talking in their ear as well. You just can't do anything about. No, there's lots of, but there's lots of different factors. The club, like Ian said, the club won't get head on a stick. They want players that meet certain criteria. They're not just going to get players for the sake of it. You might not see anybody coming in purely because it doesn't Do meet those think, requirements. Talking about, Mark, talking about players head on a stick, Kiefer Moore, um, he, I think he played for Bournemouth at the weekend, actually. But, I mean, is he a player? In the cup, yeah, he yeah, scored. He played and scored. But, Mark, do you think he's a player that, you know, 
would would add any value to the side you know there's some horse trading to be done because there's money for scott in installments you know yeah I, I, I wouldn't look at it like that it's whether would he, you welcome um, him if he were to I think come, he could, he, he could play it would we'd, it, it would add a different dimension to our play whether liam manning wants that type that type of player but what you got to remember is that he was lined up for a move to Millwall and he turned it down. He didn't want to go there. So they obviously agreed a loan fee. They'd agreed the wages. I wouldn't imagine Millwall playing all of it. Um, what's he got to be on? 50 grand a week? 40, at least 40? All of that. 40, 50 yeah. grand a week? City yeah. aren't going to be able to afford no. 25 grand a week. They'd have to pay, they could only afford 40% of wages. Thing. Stick that. with you, Mark. So the transfer window's it. open. There's not a great deal happening, but one move, I think it's gone through, and it's uh, our friends up at Hull City. There's talk of them signing on loan from Liverpool. Carl Valho, ex-Fulham player. Carvalho, ex-Fulham. Yeah. The ex-Fulham player. And somebody yeah. said they're really going for it because they'd have a front four of Carvalho, Tufan, um, there was another Connolly player. And Sorry? Twine. Connolly, Connolly, Aaron Connolly, who scored against us and Twine. Yeah, there was there was that. But, but well, I think there was four, excluding Twine. Mm-hmm. Do you see? Well, they're looking at a guy. They're looking at that little winger who scored against us for Burnley as well. I can't, I can't oh, remember his um, name. Uh, Manuel. Uh, oh, Manuel Benson. Benson. All right. Manuel Colin Benson. Really now, they were linked it, with him as right? well. And with Twine, maybe a marginal yeah. player. Mark, and I'll ask the same question of Ian. Mark, do you see somebody like Twine? being a Liam Manning type player and where would he fit into our side if he came or Ian shaking his head. So I'll take the side of a front three. He played from MK Doms, but is he good enough? He didn't look that good against us. Really? He was very one dimensional. Don't think Mm. he really got on the game apart. Burnley want four and a half million for him. So we're paying that then? Yeah. I mean, whether we want him on loan anyway, who knows? But like, I don't think, Manning will bring players in for the sake of it. So, unless they're better than what we got, I don't think the club will be wasting and, the money. And Annie Harris has just picked up that other player whose name I couldn't remember, who was uh, playing for Cardiff. Was he ex Villager as well? Was he Jaden Philogene? Because they said they had a front four then of, uh, if they sign him, Carvalho, Tufan, Philogene, and Connolly. That's pretty tasty as a Yeah, front, Benson uh, can hit a ball. I mean, he, 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 he scored a worldie against City and he scored a few of them last season. Has he just fallen out of favour at Burnley because I haven't seen him in any first 11? He's, he's not he's not good enough to play in the mm. Premier League. They got him from, they got him the from Belgium, didn't right. they? I mean, he got a massive turnover of yeah. players, didn't he? Uh, Vincent Company last season. For I peanuts, mean, if, a lot of them. If, if, if he came in and say you, you were going to play him instead of Anis Mimeti, then he he might be decent at that. But I mean is he he doesn't strike me as a sort of player who's who's what I'd call workman like and he's gonna do any tracking back at all. At least, you know, Anis tries yeah. to do that. He's not good at it by a long way, but he is in he is improving and it gets him into the game more. Um but but I, I think uh Liam Manning rates him. He well he said he rates him so I mean it's not me thinking it. He's actually said it. So I think it would be, um, uh, but no, I think the guy at Hull is prepared to pay big so wages. Now we'll see they're, how that. They're going for it. Well, well, it's about going for it. He's he's got Twine on loan from Burnley, so can he take a second one in there? And does whereas he the Benson normally plays on the right, although he's yeah. left sided. So 
you know, they like to invert their wingers these days, don't they? I mean, we've got a, a right-footed guy on on the left flank. So, yeah, Pat, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I think if they sign them, I mean, don't don't forget, a couple of weeks ago, we we beat them and they didn't really look all no, that, did no, they? No, not at all. Although Connery ben, looked, ben, you, Benny's Connery just said looked. something. Um, listening to Man, and he wouldn't inspire me to sign for the club. I struggle listening to him talk, and it's very dull. But I don't think it. Well, it was Nigel you know, to that extent. Nigel. Yeah, I mean, it's all about charisma. Yeah. I think you know, it's it's you know, it's different strokes for right. different folks, isn't it? Really. I want to go have me tea. Me, uh, on it, me, me. All right. I honestly don't don't want a song and dance man or no. or somebody this you know good at, good in the bar or something like good that. I, I want room, coaches that are good in the dressing room, like Hog. You know, Tommy's made the point. Chris, uh, Chris Hogg is working with him on his finishing, so he goes out on Saturday and gets a goal against the Premier League club. Great finish. Now he's had a few one-on-ones lately that the keepers, in fairness, the keepers saved, and you have to give them yeah. some credit. Um, so the 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 players, I think we'll get the right players in who want to play for us and want to play the right way, and I think. Any players that can't adapt, okay. he'll he'll move them out either out of contract or he'll he'll get we've got he'll get fees for them. I mean okay. that's what Brian Tinian does Brian, all day. The magic, so and he's, he's the team. magic of the cup is well and truly with us, certainly until a week on uh, Tuesday, assuming it is Tuesday. It, but it is back to league action on mm. Saturday up to Preston, and there seems to be a bit of a uh a bit of an atmosphere between Ryan Lowe and the fans, just a few snippets I've read on their yeah. social media. Um, yeah, the natives are restless. We, yeah, the peasants Mark, are revolting. We'll we wrap up on this. We'll, we'll wrap up on this point. Mark, to keep, I won't say to keep our season alive because there's still 20 games to go. Isn't you could keep it up last week. Yeah, but look, <laughs> but, but we got to get, we got to get something at Preston. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you look at what's coming up in the league at home after that, it's then Watford home, Coventry away, away. Leeds yeah. at home. Yeah, There's no easy games in this division, and we're capable of winning any of them. But we got to get something at Preston on Saturday. Would you agree? Yeah. I think we find it easier to play away because most most of the time, except against Birmingham, we we you know we we have less possession of the ball. We're a counter attack inside, oh, and that's what you know. Inside. Funny enough, like West Ham, what, you know, they play much better as a counter attack inside. Suck up possession, brilliant on the break. And they got players like Jared Bowen to sit the ball in the net, uh, and other players when they're fit. We're not going to sh- see. I mean, we've got to show some intensity and. We just need to score the first goal. I think we score an early goal. The natives are restless. My my relatives are Preston fans. Uh, Ryan Lowe's tweaked the formation that was successful early in the season, and they're really suffering for, for it. They got a good win against Leeds the other week, albeit uh, when uh, the goalkeeper was sent off, and then they go and get they go and get beaten in the next game by Sheffield Wednesday. It took us 11 years to win the lat, you know, between wins at Preston. I was open to go this Saturday. I can, uh, but we'll be watching the game. City can, can and should win that game, but they've got to score the first goal. And I think then uh, we'll, we'll be comfortable. We'll be okay. All right. Ian, do you agree with that um, sentiment of Mark's and, and, and mine that we really, you know, of, of the next four league games coming up, the easiest? Although no games are easy, but we need this. 
after those two disappointing results against Birmingham and Millwall, we really need to get something up there. Or will the players have Tuesday night on their mind? Well, they, they wouldn't be normal if they didn't have Tuesday night on their mind. Um, but they've also been given a tremendous lift from that performance that was needed after Millwall. Um, so Birmingham wasn't as was was nothing like his bad, but we just didn't do anything in the final third once again because we haven't got the player who can pick out the strikers and create the chances, and anything we created, uh, we missed. So uh, the key one for me when I watched. Um, Preston a couple of times. I watched him against Leeds. And uh, the guy Miller, who plays on the left wing, is a real menace. Um, so uh, he, he plays number 23. And he plays on the left wing. And he absolutely uh, ran Leeds ragged. Now, he's a player that really needs marking. So that'll be another tough task George. for George Tanner. We know that Mark Sykes won't be back, so I'm guessing it'll be Sam Bell again. I was really pleased to see Sam on the right-hand side instead of Andy Vyman. Um, whether Liam Manning decides he's going to freshen it up and bring Andy Vyman in and play him out there, I would I would rather he kept going with Sam, but that Miller is a real threat. Um, some of their other better players haven't been playing. That I was always very impressed, impressed with Reese, who, who uh, played up front, the big nine. Uh, he hasn't been playing recently because he's only just come back from quite a serious knee injury. Um, Brown in midfield. I mean, we know Masengo went up there and ran, ran the game uh, in one of the last few games we played up there. Um, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful for the game. I mean, a, a point away from home, I don't think is ever a disaster. But right. after the Millwall defeat, we we could do we, we could, could do, do with winning the game, but it's not. Do, we could it's do not. with all three. Interesting, you mentioned. Yeah. Interesting, you mentioned a name uh, there, Hano Masengo. Uh, you know, sort of can't get in their team. Had he not gone, would you have seen a quick yes no from both of you, Ian? And, and forget all we know about him because you say you never go back and what have you. Would you have seen Masengo as a Manning player? Yeah, I think so. He was, I mean, particularly probably more when he came in than when he left us because we did this thing where we tried to turn him into Robocop. Yeah. But when he first came in, I thought he was very technically adept yeah. and wanted to play the ball forward. Mm. So I, I, I would say definitely he'd be a, a Liam Manning player. Um, question is, he wouldn't be that guy who's going to play in that more no, attacking role, the creative guy, the one, the one yeah. that, that takes the killer set pieces he and all the rest of it. And, that, and no, that's the didn't. guy, ideally, and can get a few goals that we're, um, that we're looking for. But, Mark, um, you, yeah, Mark, I, possibly, yeah. Yeah. Would you agree with Ian and my own view that Masengo, you know, if he'd have stuck it out, he'd have been... We Would... would would Liam got more out of him? Possibly. I mean, the problem was he, he I mean, based on his um, performances over four seasons, that was the problem. Um, but you need, I think he needs to play in a team that want to get the ball forward more quickly. And we could see that, but he got two assists, didn't he? No goals in just under four, three and a half seasons because he went out to um, 
he went out to to uh, to France, didn't he, towards there right. uh, at the end at the end of um, at the end of last season. So yeah, he wants he's a player that that could get could get the ball and, could, and needed and needed an option to get the ball forward. The longer he dwelled on it, he got caught in possession too often. Yeah. But when he started it, yeah, he was about a stone lighter. He, he wanted to be when we bulked him up. He just didn't seem the same. He looked didn't a willow the wisp. All right, we need you know, to, and he uh, was he was he, he played on his confidence, but then yeah. we seemed to suck that out of him and he disappeared. We did. There you go. We did. Ian's just said on the text feed here that's our Ian who's replying to somebody on there. Loans are on the table and we're working hard and have bids out there. Prem's prefer, but loans if not. Of course, Ian. Just final point from you: the money, the TV money from the West Ham game. Let's call it, would I be right to assume, incremental into the budget? Half a million quid if you include gate receipts and and TV? Ah, well, do you mean the TV money would be about 100 grand to the home right. team? And they split, um, the, the gate is split three ways, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's split, for, I think it's 45, 45, 10 with the, with the FA getting 10%. That goes right. into a pool. That we get some money out of, uh, you get a share of, yeah, prize at, money at the end of the year. All the clubs do. So we got forty-five percent. Bear in mind that the gate that that won't include any commercial revenue, hospitality, no, no. anything like that. But bear in mind that both clubs have reduced that reduced prices. So it's not like saying we'll get forty-five percent of normal price in it at west ham okay. which would be millions right. so the so the well, game so the game is worth if you say what you said for tv i'll say conservatively three hundred thousand quid right yeah and there's oh. 20 that's a rough just a rough number that's um um three hundred thousand quid that's signing a player at 15 grand a week on loan for the remainder of the season in simple terms well, just if, if all the tickets on Saturday, let's say all the tickets for all 62,500 people there were a tenner and, and some might be might be more because you, you could make the tickets more that were on the side rather in the enclosures, if you like, rather than it the two yeah. ends of the ground. But let's assume that that's £625,000 there. Then City do something more or less the same and get... 26,000 in the ground. So I suppose with the TV money and all the bits involved, so you've got to remember City keep all their hospitality oh, as well. Yeah, yeah. The, the two games, it, it could add, it could add up to a million well, quid. I mean, it's going to be if you're because we were we had the word budget shoved down our throats uh, early on in the season and not being able to exceed it. It's not like we drew. It's not like we got a draw away at Stevenage in front of three thousand because you just said it. Sixty. There's an extra half a million quid over the two games, over and above what could have reasonably been expected. And that could go out and sign two players on loan at 15 grand a week if we felt there was a chance of, you know, let's say we beat Preston and we beat Watford, the window still yeah. open. We it got gives, you, it gives you some leverage. That's, yeah, that's yeah, one way of looking. It gives saying. you a little I'm bit. Trying of to, I'm trying to well, take. Yeah, money, take money, can, mon money coming into the club isn't a bad thing. No, I'm right. just so trying to take we, a positive we'll view. I'm trying yeah. to take a positive well, view. It, it's not it's not bad news, is it? No, it's real good, real good if news. You want, if you want bad news, think of Plymouth Argyle. They had two players who were on season-long loans in Finnezaz and Luke Cundell, and they lost them both. And their manager That's as well. That's bad news. And, and their manager, manager, too. And their manager yeah. as well. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, guys and listeners, thank you for your uh, uh, support this evening. Uh, we're going to go and watch the uh, the draw. Uh, oh yeah. Ball Who would you ball like ball in the next round the then? Um, I like somebody. If we beat West Ham, I, I want the easiest draw if that's possible at home. Well, that'd be, Rist- so, that'd uh, be Bristol Rovers at home on the basis that they'll probably beat Norwich then, <laughs> won't they? Yeah. So that'd be lovely. It'd be good to get that. I remember my first season watching City, 67 68 season, nil nil at Ashton Gate. And I stood over where the Williams, where the Dolman stand is now. The only time I ever watched a game from that side before the Dolman stand was built. And I was stood over there, 39,000. Then more recently, I think it was 83, 84. It was a draw at Ashton Gate again. And then Martin Hurst got a winner. Is that right? Around about 84? No, but, uh, Martin Hurst got the winner in the eight, in the uh, 80, in the 83, 84 one at Eastville. That's the- um, Tom Ritchie scored. We went 1-0 behind to Archie Stevens. Tom equalised after Terry came on. Last so that wasn't hour. on a replay. That was just no, a no, no. Let me lost right, the look, season. Look, we digress. It's yeah. tea time. Thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we'll uh, be back. We'll be doing our recording of our press and review episode at six o'clock on Saturday evening on all podcast platforms, so you can sit down and uh, listen to it on Sunday morning over breakfast. But thanks for your support, and have a good week. And let's hope we get a decent draw. All the best, everyone. Bye now. Bye bye. Bye bye. Take care. It's great to see you in. Looking well. What if I've been unlucky? Really, I ain't got a thing. There's a time I always feel happy. As happy as a king. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along. Along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts throbbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up. Wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up. Get up. Get out of bed. Cheer up. Cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When river robins are ba ba bobbing along. Red Robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When the red, red rum is out, baba bobbing along. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. All the McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.